you seen the Kermit reaction to that? <laughs> there you go, mate. That's funny. Guys, pause, pause this. Go look at that. It was the highlight well, of the Well, we noise. could have it pop up. Can I have it pop up? That's good. There you Very go. Funny. Oh, well done, Kermit. Um, yeah, you'll get horses all masturbate by just slapping their nose against <laughs> the body. Why, oi. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. This is Pretend Ship. I'm Shaolin Pete. Welcome back if you're a, you know, OG shipmate or what have you. I'm, uh, I'm having a good time. Do you know who I've got in here with me right now? It's, uh, I'd say probably the best, the best presenter. Oh. The, uh, the, the best, the best, uh, what's the role that you play at Radio X there? I'm a presenter, I guess. Presenter. Like broadcaster. You wouldn't say DJ. No, I don't like saying DJ. Cause like, it makes it sound like I'm actually mixing and yeah, stuff. Like, but all I'm doing is like, play. Pause, go, <laughs> like that. It's... Radio personality. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, presenter, presenter, host, um, friend, lover, romancer. Like, we'll see. I don't know, it depends, nice. depends what you're doing while you're listening to me, really. <laughs> it's J-Dubs, Jack Wood. J-Dubs, finally. I was thinking this, because you've got such a... Can I swear? <laughs> yeah, sure. You've got such like, a fucking great nickname. Which you keep teasing me that one day you'll tell me the whole thing about it. Oh uh, well, you can't. You've asked me now, but I'm like my audience know, so yeah. it, it would be boring for for me to well, tell you. Well, I'll go back and listen, but like I've never had a nickname, and it's really bothered me. J Dubs. J Dubs is a great name. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah, why we're, this is why we're friends, man. Um, you it. never got like Woody in school. No, because I've got an older brother, so he, he took Woody. that. You were little Woody. Yeah, you th- and who wants to be little Woody? Mm, no one like, wants that. Because Woody's also a nickname for the a happy gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a little Woody. Yeah, <laughs> little Woody. Exactly. You don't want to be a little Woody. I couldn't escape it's it. Being, being little Woody. J Dubs, you're welcome to it. Yeah, J Dubs is better. It's it's Jack and Wood on the socials, right? Jack and Wood. Again, that is not got anything about it apart from the fact that Jack Wood is such a popular name that it's very hard to get your own one. So it's Jack and there's Wood there. I feel you. And here we are. Did you think about when you got into on being on radio and also you? I mean, you've done podcasts before. You've done you've sort of dabbled in comedy. Yeah, do a little dabble. Did you think stage name maybe? Was there a moment where you thought? Do you know what, mate? There was, because um, my grand's maiden name was Medley. Mm. Which is a really cool it name. Cool. Like Jack Medley. Jack with Because it's nearly Melody. Yeah. But it's not quite. So there was a time where I was like, go for Jack Medley. And then I just think it really, it, it, weirdly, I think it hurt my dad. I think my dad would be really sad. Yeah. He's really proud whenever he is like, because he listens to Moyles on Radio X. Don't actually listen to me. He yeah. listens to Moyles. But I get talked about every now and again for being like too pissed on a night out <laughs> for doing crap like this. And it's like, oh, like, oh, they were talking about you again. I was like, it's like a two second thing, but like that makes his weird. Is that, do you have a little rep on the, uh, on the show there? I don't have a rep, but like it basically happened once. We went on this, it was this like night out with these bands. It was an exposure night for John Kennedy's night. He's putting on some bands. We had like Yonica on, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Bird, Ten Tons. It was great. And it was at a place called, what was it called now? The garage, so mm. the garage in London, and we're all there. And you could just the queue for the bar was really long. So whenever I went to the bar, I was like, "Can I have two beers, please?" So I constantly double park because I'm saving time. So mm-hmm. it's an efficiency thing, not that I've got a problem thing. But they saw that <laughs> and we're like, "What's he up to?" Like, and they were like, "Who was the most pissed that night?" And it was apparently me. But I did get to the after party, 
And I went to the bar and I was like, can I have a whiskey and coke, please? They're like, which one do you want? We've got loads of whiskey. And I went, your cheapest one, because I'm a man who looks after his wallet. Sure. And then they poured it and went, you do know it's a free bar. And I went, okay, well, I want the most expensive whiskey as well, please. So I walked around the party. This is pre-COVID times. It was like, going like, which one's which? And you can't tell. Once, taste test. Once you've mixed it with coke, you can't fucking tell. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it was pointless. But that again, I was double parked at the at the free bar where you could easily get stuff. But you were dispensing joy throughout the... Exactly. The like I was, I was passing bacteria from friend That's to friend. That's a good reputation, I think. Exactly. The, the, the bacteria spreader. That's yeah. what we want. Joy dispenser. We'll joy dispenser. With. That's good. Check the joy dispenser. Check, again, I'm getting all the nicknames today. I'm loving it, mate. I should have prepared some and just reeled them off and we could have selected one. And oh, that's yeah. what the title of the video could have been. Oh. Oh, J-Dubs is still, is still up there for me because I quite like that. It's J-Dubs and joy dispenser. Because again, Joy Dispenser could be like um, a cover band for Joy Division. <laughs> yeah, Joy Dispenser. Joy Dispenser. <laughs> That's funny. Or a condom machine. Yeah. I would say condom is not Joy, though. Okay. Well, don't you know, know. I, I, I don't know if this is I even... I quite like a, not having kids, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if this is a controversial opinion. I think most people would say, oh, condom, oh, we'll just, I'll just leave it then. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's go into this then. Like, even the Featherlight ones, they're not Featherlight. I think the, uh, yeah, that's exactly I've never right. I put a feather on my genitalia. <laughs> if I did, it wouldn't be like, oh, you're exactly like that Durex. Even the smell of the uh, latex, it's like a Pavlovian response for me. Yeah, it's a weird thing, isn't it? But I do, I, they, they have a place. I yeah. do think there's, there's a time, especially if you're not in a relationship, you should always, you should, bag up. You should always use one bag up, it's Durex up. Um, but if you know you're both safe, and maybe if you want a baby, you yeah. go for it. But you, then, you want to caught a little bit. Ooh, oh, maybe I could catch, catch a couple STIs. Exactly. Be trendy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be safe, kids. Um, but yeah, I do think that. But I think they're a necessary thing. I've always, I, I think since I was a teenager, I've, you're not supposed to put them in your wallet, are you? No. But I've always got one in my wallet. As if, like, I think at any point, like, I could be going anywhere, going down to the shops and, like, never know, might have a shag. I think it's more of a psychological thing having it in there. You just mm. feel like, yeah, that's because. You know, you never know when I'm going to need it. I'm a responsible guy, you know. Yeah, I'm going to a christening, but there might be some bodacious babes there. And you know, do you know what? And if I do meet them, <laughs> I want them to know that I'm a responsible guy. Um, but then I, I also find it kind of like, I've met a few girls and they've, they've had them in their bags. And I've been like, oh, sweet. Like, I kind of respect that. Because then it's like, you're taking responsibility as well. I'm taking responsibility. Yeah. Like, should we use yours or mine? It's like a nice little joke. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Or both, if it's a good night. Oh, you never know. Not a double the same bag. Time. Not the same time. <laughs> yeah, the friction, mate. It's not yeah. good. You've did the Mank Made podcast for a little bit. I don't mm. know. Sort of on hiatus a little yeah, bit. On there. Hiatus. So, do you find that in this scenario, yeah, you have certain freedoms that you might not have on radio, or yeah, I guess in radio you kind of got to be in context of the radio station. Yeah. So I used to. I'm on Radio X now, but I used to be on Key One Hundred Three. Yeah. And that was a lot more like poppy. Like, I was mm. playing like Little Mix and stuff. So the chat, I used to talk about Love Island, mate. Yeah. Um, that was weird. I used to clip up bits of Love Island being like, who said the thickest thing this week? Yeah. And that was what I used to do. That sounds like a good segment. It was a good segment, but I don't know if that everyone was on board with that. Like, cause you wanted to like them. And I was like, they're all thick. Lovely people, but thick. I mean, I was under the impression that most people who watch it are watching it a little like ironically or tongue in cheek. I think you. I think everyone goes into it ironically, and then you go like, "I do actually li-. like." I've watched it once. But the and got two, really into the two it. are not mutually exclusive. You can go. All these are such divs, such thickos, and I love it. Yeah, you can have that. But the problem is, you end up liking them. 
you mm. do you end up oh, it's just like you like oh, I feel for you because the problem is it is like as a weird sort of scenario it's like an experiment isn't it it's like if you put all these like and you can't deny they're all attractive people in a in a certain sense mm-hmm. good for them um, and you put them all together and you force them to make relationships like it's like a speeded up process of like a full blown relationship and you're with them all the time and stuff like that so it's really intense so like you're thinking, why are they so like smitten with this person? Like you're spending like that your whole time with them. You're sleep deprived. You're constantly on telly. You, like it's weird. It's like a social experiment. Like, yeah. And there's a little um, you know string pulling behind the scenes as well. Like I had a friend who applied for it and was offered a position and then told, this is the role you will be playing. And then oh. she she like she went, oh actually I'm cool. But yeah, I think there's a little bit of. Not, not to the degree that they're like, say this or say that, but they'll be like, you'll be a foil to those guys. and, and Oh, so like if you come in, you have to... Why don't you rehash that argument you had the other day now? Or, or, you know, that oh. sort of thing. Oh, you've blown it all, isn't it? It's all behind the scenes. see how the sausage is made, mate. Exactly. Oh, man. I'd love to go... I, would I love to go in there, but as like just a normal bloke? Like, do you know they've all got their chiselled abs? You'd say this? normal bloke for you? That's, that's fairly normal. Oh, I'm going to say uh, immediately in the top, <laughs> the top five best looking guests that we've had on the show. Oh, mate, I've seen your guest list. That's an honour. Mm-hmm. That is some strong contenders. Yeah, I mean, you're not like Jack City. Well, I've not seen <laughs> yeah, Jack well. City another new Yeah, Jack City. I know you run about all the time, so yeah, I'm Jack imagining City you bitch. are in shape. But yeah, you've got the impish, uh, you know. Mm. I'd, uh, yeah, impish is, is sort of, I guess, my look. I'm quite pointy. I've always said this. Um, I remember my mum saying, you're not like the handsome boy. And I was like, okay, that's good to know. She's like, but you're, you're different looking. Yeah. So I was like, that's nice. That's, that's, in, that's interesting. Interesting. Some, uh, if you don't mind me saying, I think this is a, an asset, some feminine qualities to it. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think, I think Bowie sort of led the way with that, that you can sort of have, it doesn't matter on your gender. And you don't really need to, like, I guess we can get deep into this. Sure. Um, I don't think you need to be too masculine. I don't think you have to. Like, I'm not a masculine guy. I'm really not. Yeah, work, you work your strengths. Yeah, man. It's like, I use moisturiser. Do you know what I got really pissed off about the other day? I didn't bring my phone into the toilet, so I was reading the back of my moisturiser. Yeah. Just, like, to see what was on <laughs> it. And don't I'm, be alone with my thoughts. Not even for a second. Yeah, I can't do this. Like, let's see what's in this. And I, I realised, like, I buy Nivea for men. Why? Why do I buy it? Just because it, it's it just says for men, and like I insist on buying just that brand because it says man on it. Why have I been doing this all these years? I've been conned by masculinity to think you can moisturise your face, but don't use the one with perfume in it, mate. Yeah. You're absolute gimp. <laughs> don't use the one that we're probably putting most time and effort and research and money into. Use the sort of side sub product. Oh, use the one like Bulldog. And stuff with like that. Petrol and caffeine in it. Yeah, exactly. It might moisturise it. It might stab you. Like <laughs> I'm just like, why am I being conned into this for years? I feel like as men, we need to get over this. Like, I want to have good skin. I used to have really bad acne. Oh yeah. As like a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was. It <laughs> the worst it was, and this is a true story. We're in. It wasn't even my RE lesson. It was an RE lesson that my girlfriend at the time was in. It's my first ever girlfriend. You know, oh. very in love. Um, I suppose it's not a love, but anyway. Shout out to... Uh, I'm not going to shout out. That'd, that'd be fucking weird. Uh, yeah. Unless she was, little, she, little no strings now just float the We're offer. fine. We're fine. We're cool. Um, yeah. She she said like, oh, um, we were talking about being tested by God. Like, so some unjust suffering. That was it. Right. We're talking about unjust suffering. So they're being like, Jesus had unjust suffering. 
and things like can we all think of another example of unjust suffering so there's all these different shouts there's like classics being like oh being like a like a fucking Bolton fan stuff like that mm-hmm. and then the teacher went like uh, Jack Wood really nice boy is it really lovely but uh, unfortunate about the spots and this was the teacher that said no that no way yeah, I was an example of unjust suffering that's how bad my acne was man uh, and it it sounds like she was going for a compliment, really. No, it wasn't my girlfriend that said it. it this was the teacher. Yeah, but it sounds like the teacher was going, what a nice lad, that is unjust that he has spots. Yeah, but... As if was... some of the... Ch- it's just that they have spots. Yeah. Like, they deserve like, spots. But Jack doesn't deserve spots, but that's how bad it was. And I remember... Wow. Yeah, that's... It was weird. And then another teacher was trying to be nice to me about him. And he was, like, the head of chemistry, and I used to do, like, separate sciences. I was, I was such a... Like, I fucking loved school. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was big into it. I was a bit of a swat. Like, no, well, I want a SWAT. Like, I got my work done. This is my issue at school. Like, I, I got my work done because that, that was something to do at the time. But I'd finish really early. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the class would be working. And I'd distract them. But then I never got in trouble because they'd be like, have you finished your work? And I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, tough to I argue I was a dickhead. That. I was such, like, people around me got worse grades because I was like, la, 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 throwing stuff. Having a laugh. But it You're didn't basically matter. still that guy that goes around doing the taste test on the whiskey since you were in school. Yeah, right? since I was in school. I was just constantly like if I've got something to focus on, I can kinda do it mm-hmm. while it's interesting me. Then as soon as that's done, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? And I mean, as we've mentioned, um, school, did you at school were you like, I'm gonna become a radio personality or how uh, did this how'd you get into that? So at school, like even at college, I was very much like I I was tempted to be a doctor. So, like, I had quite good grades and, like, if you're good at science, you kind of think, well, that's that's a thing you can do. Yeah. Um, and then I remember listening to the Ricky Gervais podcast and this was when it was free and you could download it for free and it was dead funny. And I remember, like, I was on holiday with my family. I said to me, like, stepdad, I was like, are they are they getting paid for this? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they have ads and job. stuff. That's the job. And I was like, I want that job. So as soon as we got back from the holiday, I started doing hospital radio at Oldham Radio, Radio Caval. Shout out to the Caval. Mm-hmm. I used to go around Radio Caval and like I had to get like see, like all these checks to make sure like I was safe to do so. I had to go around the wards and ask for requests from people, and it was it was in a way harrowing, but in a way really nice. Um, and it's odd if you go to your hospital, your local hospital, and you're there every week. The amount of people you see there that you know. And like, obviously that's, that's really odd. And like, yeah. they felt weird, I felt weird. Like, I bumped into like old teachers and stuff and it was, it was odd. Uh, but I loved doing it. Uh, but they never let me use the desk, the radio desk, because they were very precious about who could use the desk. You had to do a driving test before you could do it. Okay. And I was there for a year and they only did the driving test every six months. And they- And consists of what, the driving test? You had to like, learn to put the fader up, the fader down. Like what fader meant what? Like something you can learn in literally 10 minutes. Yeah. They were so precious over, we couldn't do it. I mean, we had stacks of vinyl we used to play. One of the features was, because I was a co-host, was called Jack's Tracks, where I'd go through the vinyl and find the weirdest shit I could. Like three weeks in a row, we just played the best of the Wombles. Yeah. And uh, I think the people in the hospital <laughs> suffered enough and then we made them suffer more. Yeah, insult to injury that. Exactly. Um, but that's, the, that's one of the few times I've had a, a complaint about me on the radio. Um, direct to the bosses. Like, normally the complaints just come to me on Twitter and that's yeah. fine. I, I, I enjoy that. Oh, do you, have you memorised all the complaints that you've had as well? I've got like a folder in my phone. We'll, we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had, like, I think you just caught, like, I called them out, but this one was sat, like, made me feel really awful because we had requests, obviously, and then you have like long-term patients who mm. are there and it's like, there is like wards for those who are mentally more ill. And um, 
you have to be quite careful with that. And someone has sent a request in and they requested like a Holly song and another Holly song and another Holly song. And I was like, so as a joke, and I didn't mean this in a bad way, I just went, because they'd literally picked like the best of the Hollies and like, gone down the track list. They went, we might as well just play the album. And they got really upset about that because they thought that I didn't enjoy their selection. Yeah. Uh, so I felt awful for like a week. And I think, I didn't, like, I think they, they didn't let me come in for a week because wow. of the complaint. And I felt really bad. And then I had to make an on-air apology. That's the only time it's happened. So um, if you are the person who I offended with the Hollies, I, I like the Hollies. I like your choices. I was just trying to be funny. And, and sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> I think they might have overreacted. Yeah. I, you just, you just don't. It's one of those things, isn't it? But it was good. It was good fun. So that's where I, I sort of learned it. And then I did student radio after that at Uni of Nottingham. And then I started making cups of tea for people at various radio stations and gradually worked my way like in. Unpaid intern. Yeah, constantly, man. And were you like, I'll just get this graph done and then I'm going to, I need to be on mic. That's, that's the goal. Yeah, that was always the goal. Once I knew I wanted to do the chatting, that was the goal. So like I'd work at, so my first gig was at Key 103. I did, um, there used to be a comedian called, oh, it's Steph. She does a lot of the Love Island impressions now okay. on, on Facebook. She's really big for it. She does like Yorkshire versions of like the Kardashians. I forgot her last name, but she's called Stefan. She was getting quite big in comedy. She's getting bigger in comedy. So she used to do the weekend overnights on the network. And because she was always gigging, they were like last minute she'd go, oh, I need this weekend off. And I was a tech op, so I'd just run the desk. And the boss had heard that I wanted to do it and he'd heard my demos. And I was doing community radio at the same time. So I'd like, I'd give him one of my demos. He'd right. go, here's a bit of feedback and I'd go like practice then send him more and he was just like um, I think it was like Friday he was like right do you want to do this Saturday night I was like oh yeah please please uh, and it was like a five hour show on my own throughout the night and I was just I remember just bricking myself like wow. writing every single link out before I did the shift like word for word and literally just reading it off the page because yeah. I was like I can't afford to screw up this chance but I mean we've um are about to be working together on the, the Scruff Twitch yes. stuff. And you've already impressed me with the, the level of um, prep that you'll do for each of the bands. Like you go and scouring the internet and learning yeah. everything. And then you drop that in the interviews as well. You'll just go, oh yeah, because you did this thing. And you just seem to know everything about the band every time. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm a stalker. But that's from early on, you've just always put in a lot of time and effort yeah. before you're even broadcasting. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I've always done that. Um in a way, because I feel like I'm not, I might not be the most talented person, but I want to be the hardest worker. Yeah. So like, I'd rather know as much as I can about band and then I'll have pages of stuff and then we'll talk for 15 minutes about jelly beans because they've gone off on one. And that's fun. Yeah. But at least I've got this stuff in the back of my head in case the- Contingencies. Like, yeah, in case stuff goes like wrong or in case like, let's be honest, like it's sometimes, you've interviewed a lot of people, it sometimes like can be a bit like, you ask them a question, they'll go, yeah, and that's it. And you're like, oh my God, like you need the backup stuff. So yeah, I, I want to be, that's, that's what I've always done. I, I, as long as I'm working hard, I'll feel proud of what, what I'm doing. And I think that's, that's it. And I, I can't coast. I ref, like I can make myself so stressed out by like yeah. working too hard on everything that I'm doing. Um, but I just refuse to coast. But then still occasionally getting complaints. Yeah, exactly. Let's hear them. Oh, so there was one, there was one recently, the one that I can think of. Um, this guy sent... <laughs> there's a few this guy sent a tweet in and was like uh, shout out to Toby Tarrant it, it was like I thought Toby Tarrant was the most annoying person on Radio X mm -hmm. and then Jack Wood came along <laughs> uh, he's taken the award 
So I tweeted him back and just went, thanks so much, mate. I imagine because we're in COVID times, the, uh, the ceremony won't be taking place in person, but I'm willing to accept the check if you just let me know where you want to send it nice. to. And then he was like, he, he sent back again, like, oh, that's quite funny. He was like, oh, I'm sort of like, his, and then he was like, but you know what, you're still annoying. I went, mate, that's your opinion. And like, you're welcome not to listen. Like, as long as, I just hope you're okay. Because I know that if you're sort of sending this stuff, you might not be. And he was like, oh yeah, that's really nice. I respect that. Actually, you're not that bad. Then then later on in the week, he sent another tweet being like, oh, I've been listening a bit more. Enjoy you. So like, I try and win them over. A little bit of psychological jujitsu. Yeah. You kill people with kindness, man. That's the way to what, do it. What did you mean by... Um, hope you're all right because if you're sending this stuff you might not mightn't be all right because i feel like it's the people that troll people are using happy in themselves do you think oh 100 man mm. like because like, like who else projecting is the, yeah who else has the time to Perhaps be bothered you reminded about him it? of himself exactly that's what i did i, I turned the mirror back on him mm. like that mm. mind games i've got a degree in psychology man i'm using it oh yeah yeah that's my degree not that I know anything I fucking buy it now. I don't even know what it is. It's somewhere in my mum's house. The Milgram experiment. Yeah, there we That's go. All I've got. Stanley Milgram. Yeah. There we go. Um, that was that was a weird one. Do you, do you yeah, know? We do don't, you, yeah, I mean we don't have to go into. Yeah, that. that's a bit dark. Do, that. <laughs> I, I'd be happy to go into psychology if uh, if you want to flex some psych chops. I'm trying to think of one, the Stanley Milgram one, and there was a similar one where they. Have you heard the? Um, the one about security, it was like prisoners, the Stanf- prison guards, the Stanford, one, experiment. Stanford experiment, yeah. yeah. Where basically, they just, they just went, look, we're going to draw names out of a hat. Half of you are going to be prisoners, half of you are going to be prison guards. Here's the facility, go with it. And they just filmed them. Yeah. And then instantly, because of the roles they were given, because of the outfits, the prison prisoners were treated awfully. And they, they went on like, uh, I think they went on like hunger strikes yeah. and the guards just started beating them and they yeah. were friends they were, they, were, they, were, they were in the same classes yeah. and it was mad and we're, we're not it's not as if the guards were qualified to be this was at no. random that they'd been selected they'd been randomly they selected so wholly inhabited that role yeah I do think and this is and this was my take on it that before you go into it let's be honest it was an, it was an American study yeah. I do think that's there's a little bit of like the way you see authority in America in that sense, played a part in it. Mm. Because, you know, we've seen the Trumpian effect. And we yeah. see it now, like, he's, let's be honest, is he a clever man? No, but, but he's got a lot of money <laughs> yeah. and he's got a lot of power and he's got always got women with him, stuff like that. And that's what the American dream is all about. So yeah. like, just because he has that, he's allowed to say loads of crap and everyone's like, but look, he's, he's got a point. It is interesting. Obviously, the, the, the easy to put your finger on focus of the that experiment was mm. the way in which people, how they're affected by that being given authority. But it was also interesting to see how the prisoners, quote unquote, yeah. sort of accepted it when there was no, you know, whether it was just or not, they, they just sort of, they played their role as the subservient characters as well, yeah, which is interesting. To, yeah, because they, they, they literally took it for a while. And then I think a few of them did start to rebel. I think there was something to do with a sausage that caused a riot because I think one of them was vegetarian yeah. and, and then one of the one of the prisoners threw a sausage at him being like, eat, eat, like, fucking eat this and he was like, nah, mate and then there was a bit of a riot and they just went at him. It's just crazy. I did read an interesting article. Uh, someone put something up on Reddit which is basically like, scientists, if you could do any sort of experiment without any ethical mm. dilemmas, like, like, what would you do? And there's some interesting ones, man. It's like this guy who's like, I'd love to clone a psychopath, like a serial killer. 
and then and see then, nature and nurture. If yeah, you can see, raise and, and then see if you can how you what raise. What do you them. think on that one? Obviously, we're not qualified. Uh, you know, I think there's neuro. always a mixture. I think there's always a mixture. I think you do have a, a chance for anything in your DNA, but I do believe it's how you're raised and how you learn to associate that with different things. Yeah, that makes a difference. I don't know which is more um, hopeful to believe in. I hope nurture. Because I believe that I sort of hope nature. Oh, really? Yeah, because then it's not our fault. <laughs> but, but then, as a society, but saying that as well, like, like you could have a kid, and then it's just like, bing, bing, like it's like a lottery, boom, yeah. serial killer. Yeah. And then you're just being interviewed on the news, being like, we thought Daphne was a lovely girl. I mean, he but used it, to kill animals sometimes, but it's like, we thought he was just making hats. <laughs> like, you know, it's just daft <laughs> stuff like that. Um, the other one was that's an interesting experiment, though. That was interesting. This is the other one, which is I think it's weird. This guy just went, I'd love to raise a bunch of children, sort of like um, Lord of the Flies, yeah. in social isolation. So they've never seen anyone else. It's just them. Mm-hmm. And see if they knew how to have sex. So I read an interesting one this week yeah. um, about this Vietnamese guy had fled from his village. Um, I think he, I heard about this. The carry on, carry on. Um, and he took two young sons with him. Some of his sons had been killed. His wife had been killed. So oh, he man. fled into the the wilderness, right? The, the yeah, woods, yeah. the jungles, um, and just chilled out there for decades. And the sons were raised out there. Yeah. And apparently, so that now they've been sort of re-socialised and brought back into, but um, one of the sons is, you know, 30, 40 years old, however old he is now, and apparently has zero sex drive. An adept hunter, but has never even raised the question. He can't really now that he's seeing his first women after they've left the jungle, He's struggling to. He's like, oh, okay, so that that's a woman, yeah. But he apparently doesn't fundamentally understand what the like the drive differences are, which between. is interesting because this is psychological like um, thing that that, that that basically says the drives for humans are the first one is is water, yeah, then it's food, then it's shelter, then it's sex. The, the hierarchy of that's names. it, and that's that's what apparently drives us. So I guess in that sense, because they were always looking for food and water. Um, they didn't have chance to think about the yeah. sort of the sex drive. But that hierarchy of needs is observable in humans that are socialised around the opposite gender. Yeah. Well, well, what uh, gender's enough that statistically most people are attracted to. There's going to be them around, isn't there? The, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. It's mad, that, isn't it? Though, like you think, you think at some point it'd be like, what I the think going on. If if we're going to hypothesise the that Lord of the Flies uh, island. Pink. I reckon, yeah, there's going to be some out, definite sex going on on that island. Eventually, it'd be like Love Island, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, once you get to a certain <laughs> age. Madness. Um, but that's the thing, like, because I was thinking about that, like, when you're talking about the, that guy in Vietnam, like, let's be honest, you get stuck on a, a, a desert island, yeah, you've got your stuff, you, you've got your food and stuff. What you get, the first thing you do to occupy your time, you're going to have a wank. Sure. Like, Animals what? have wanks. Exactly. I've, I've, been, I've been to a zoo. Yeah. I've seen it. I've cheered it on. Have you seen, there's like one, there's a video, a monkey and he's got a little frog. Oh, you're going to talk about that. Just using it as a, you know, like po- a... pocket pussy. <laughs> have you seen the Kermit reaction to that? No. <laughs> there you go, mate. That's funny. Guys, pause, pause this. Go look at that. It was the highlight well, of the Well, we noise. could have it pop up. Can I have it pop up? That's good. There you Very go. Funny. Oh, well done, Kermit. Um, yeah, you'll get horses all masturbate by just slapping their knobs <laughs> against their body. <laughs> Why are they so big? Like, Horse oh, knobs. it's ridiculous, man. 
I hate it because like my mum <laughs> lives in like uh, mum lives not too far from fields full of horses and like we walk the dogs and the horses like just chase the dogs and sometimes they chase them with like it's fine when they're just like coming after you but then there's that coming after you as well and you're like I don't know if he's going to be friendly or too friendly yeah honestly they've got minds of their own you can literally look them in the eye and that's terrifying the penis yeah yeah God. I can't say I don't know if I've ever seen a horse's cock erect in the flesh well <laughs> there's certain places in Amsterdam we can take you to sunshine <laughs> oh um, dude I was in um, Benidorm no we, we were in nothing I'm not going to bust anyone's chops but we're out in the bars there there was no animals yeah yeah but just, I don't know if this, everyone's like, yeah, are you naive or what? But I, I was surprised how how much just public sex for entertainment was going on, that type of... A Benidorm? Yeah. I thought Benidorm was like, where you go with your family to, like, for an holiday. I would never take my family to this place. <laughs> but yeah, old Benarif, man. There was, a, at one point, I remember being in this club and a guy in a Darth Vader mask on a, what are they called, a little hover skateboard that, that kids have? Oh, well they, well, they are hoverboards, aren't they? Hoverboards. Yeah. Hoverboard to me is something that floats. Yeah, but we'll, one day we'll get there. It's I mean, a lie. it's supposed to happen in 2015, but uh, I've still got hope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so a Darth Vader guy, fully naked apart from the mask, on a hoverboard, and he's got Princess Leia upside down, and they're just actively 69ing around just But he's got around. the mask on. Yeah. How's he doing that with the mask? I mean, she's, neither of them are probably having a good time. No. It was performative. Oh, uh, so they weren't just guests? No, yeah, it was the, that was like the entertainment for the... Oh, uh, yeah. Use the force. <laughs> yeah, all sorts. People just shagging in. But that's horrible because Darth Vader, for a starter, is Princess Leia's dad. So in yeah. a way, like, do your research if yeah. you're going to do that sex dungeon, people. <laughs> that's a good sketch, I think. Someone just went, for a start... Excuse me, um, this is not very accurate and... Uh, have you uh, heard of Berghain in Berlin? No, no, what's that? Um, it's like a, a nightclub that they have over there that's notorious for not letting people in. So uh, I've seen some you know YouTubers trying, trying to get into it and wearing like trendy clothes to yeah. get in. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we did the same. My group of friends. I've had friends. I've got friends that live there that go in frequently. Like my missus has been in when she's been with you know like with her mates over there, and me and. My friends tried to get in while we while we were there and just got turned. And they don't explain why. No. And online you can read, um, oh yeah, you can't be speaking English. Don't have your phone out. Don't be too drunk. If you can wear all black, sort of half look like you're going to a funeral, half to a nightclub. So that sort of which half? But the, <laughs> yeah. the front half and the back half. Yeah, exactly. Being like front's business, but back's a party, like a human mother. <laughs> the inside half is yeah. one way, and the outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently when you're inside. You can mm. just look off into the shadows and there's people just nailing in the shadows. I'd hate that. I'd hate that. To see it or to do it. I just think I'd just feel uncomfortable. It's like, like if you go to a sex club or go to a club, like mm. I don't want hybrid. Yeah, I think what from what I've been told, you feel very um, private while you're in there because they put a little sticker on your phone cameras and people, you know, like they are very selective about who goes in. So it, I think everyone feels very much like, oh, we're, this is all like we're sort of friends in oh, here. Oh, it's just like, yeah, it's like a club within the mind as well. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know what? I'll have to try it. So beggars can't, you know, until I've tasted it, not that. Yeah. Um, there is a scat now, apparently. Judge it. I can't judge it. But like, I, like I have a terrible, like, stories about stuff like that going to these sort of clubs and not oh, yeah. realising it and then just getting oh not realising yeah imagine that like stag dudes accidentally turning up ended up with fluid on their back of their jackets and well, stuff well there's a guy apparently in the bathroom that um, my friends just call piss guy 
and he just kneels near the urinals and just requests that you use him instead. Oh, I don't. Thing is, with that is like, if I, I don't want to like that. I, oh uh, no, thank you. I, I just. I'm just going to use the urinal, mate. Yeah. Like, does he also have chupa chups and like, offers to wash your hands afterwards? <laughs> I kind of miss that. What? That's what's worrying me about the pandemic, you know. What's happening to the no spray, no lay guys? No Amani, no Punani. Yeah, where are they? Like, what are they doing? Are they adapting? I suspect that they'll, they were probably still flogging their wares, right? They're still, yeah, they've got all the... Because I bet you have on. to have, they, you must need to have a license to, to legit do what they're doing. Yeah, you can't just hover around toilets and hope for the best. They'll just go in every night. Yeah. I don't know, these guys, have you ever chatted to those guys? Sometimes, they're, yeah. They're yeah, grafters. Yeah. I reckon yeah. they just find, I reckon day one, they just went, what's that? Okay, boom, new new graft. New graft. Straight, they're on Bitcoin. Yeah. They're all millionaires 100%. right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'd always give like 20p. If I gave a quid, I'd take two triple tubs because I feel yeah. like I'm not. Chupa Did you go for it as well? No, I never went for the spray. Um, just triple chups, which is a terrible idea. And I put, I put it in my drink like to try and get the flavour and then, I, who do I think I was? It's mainly when I was at uni. I don't. It's a cool miscellaneous item to have. Yeah. Really, though. Sometimes, like I'd, I'd offer it to a, to a friend mm. or a lady. Yeah. It's a good little conversation starter. But sometimes I'd just have the chips. Sort of uh, you broaching the idea that you would swap germs as well if you like. And, Ooh, and then, and I it's like, well, we've basically kissed now. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go to a stranger and be like, even probably from there, be like, I'm going to go this Coca-Cola, love. Is this your first podcast in a little this while? This is the first one I've been invited on for a while. It's it's odd. I kind of, I really like it being interviewed because it takes the pressure off me, I feel. Oh, yeah, you don't have to keep this thing going. No, this, that's your job. Yeah. So it's, it's quite simple for me. And it's nice to sometimes be on the other side after constantly being on the other side, like, yeah. like, like trying to keep it going. I think, like, it sounds really horrible, but, like, I know I can chat shit. I know I can do it. So it's really frustrating. And you don't get to very often. No, because, like, I'm having to guide other people's shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just a, a vocal plumber. That's all I am. I'm just guiding guiding the shit. Yeah, I've seen you at it. I've seen you in a tough spot with bands that are not giving very much. Not naming any names. No, name names, but, yeah. But I've been like, I would just crumble. Like, I think there's been points on this show where, in the same position you were in, I'd just go... Anyway, let's wrap this up. Like, yeah, not yeah. to say that I'm, whenever I say that, that it's bad. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, definitely you can get blood out of a stone. Yeah, I think you're after, I think you just learn how to do it. And sometimes it's this, the band's nervous. Yeah. Uh, and, and you got it because like, it's really strange, isn't it? Because you see a band and you, you see them perform and they're so like, they're out there, they're gregarious. Yeah, they're so like you're assuming. enjoying themselves. And then you talk to them in private and you realise, oh, that isn't you. That's you when you've got the band around you and you've got everyone knowing what you're going to enjoy. I'm wondering to what degree do you sort of suss a band out before the interview starts and then a, a sort of adopt a different strategy? Yeah, I think, I think you have to. So I really like chatting to a band at least 15 minutes before the interview and yeah. sort of being like, like, I've got some idea in my head what I'm going to say to them already and going, Would, will this go well? Because you can test it out. Yeah. It's like... Um, like, my mum was watching an interview I did over the weekend. And I've interviewed her before, Elise Mason, great. And I did some research before I interviewed her the first time. And we had a bit of a laugh where she'd won, like, a... I think, like, Rochdale's Got Talent when she was, like, 14. I never miss an episode. Yeah, I can't say. It is, in a way, Britain's good. But I prefer the Rochdale crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I, in my head before, because we'd done the interview and in my head I was like, who'd she beat? I was like, did you beat like a dog to win that? Like, because dogs always win Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. And so I went, I introduced her as the woman that won Britain's Got, Rochdale's Got Talent and beat a dog to the competition. <laughs> like, but like that. And my mum was like texting me being like, like, I'm glad she laughed because I thought that was really horrible what you said. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, no, I didn't mean it like that. But that's what I mean, because I knew her. Yeah, it was fine, but like you have to sort of do that, and you have to see who's up for a laugh because you can make jokes that are a bit off the cuff. Or oh off yeah, hand. have you ever tried something that didn't even on radio tried something and it just did not land with the guest and it became weird? Um, no, less on radio. Radio, I'm kind of solo, but yeah, I think I think I've done it a few times even on Scruff, yeah. where I've sort of gone for it and then. I've gone, oh, well, that didn't work. Next thing. Do you, you get just laughs to, in the room, though? Yeah, you? you sort of like, I feel like the crew sense it. And if they kind of go along with it, you're like, okay, but let's not dabble too deep into that. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that. I think, weirdly, and this is me spilling my beans here, um, you've got to just start by talking about the music, especially if you know they're going to be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what they're comfortable with. They know about the music and stuff like that. And then you can kind of be like, right, we've got that out of the way. Silly stuff. Because they've warmed up then. Yeah. And they know that it's just a chat. And like, because like bands, as weird as it is, like for a lead singer, there's often who I interview, they are tense. And as soon as you put a mic in front of them, just to speak, they're like, this is not what I'm used to. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a big thing for them. And it is for a lot of people. So by actually just giving them a chance to warm up and like get used to the room, that's what you're doing. Yeah. So you have to do a bit of foreplay. Good little MO for life also. There you go. Especially, do you know what? It's the same with dates though, isn't it? Mm. You got to go in on a commonality. So if they... Like, um, if someone gives you, like, a little, like, inch of, like, what they're interested in, talk about that for a yeah. while. And uh, let them talk more. You know, if they're enjoying it, don't interrupt it. Don't have to give them all your, like, oh, I've got this, like, oh, I've got this degree, oh, and that. No, talk about what they're interested in, and then you can get silly. Would you say interviewing is Interviews sort of similar like, to dating? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think they are a similar thing, because yeah. that's what it is. You're basically talking to a stranger, and you're getting to know them. Um Maybe that's why I enjoy dating. Maybe that's why I enjoy interviews. Uh, the two combine. Um, I've never dated someone that I've interviewed though, so yeah. the, ne- the two have never crossed paths yet. Um, I've always just thought I would be terrified of doing dating because last time I was, um, you know, being promiscuous and before I got into a relationship was mm-hmm. when we're like teenagers. Oh really? So you just got leathered at a party and end up like just finding yourself finding yourself with someone, right? Yeah, yeah. But to as an adult, just be like, oh, and what do you do? You know, I'd, there's no way I. Could it do is, that. Matt. I mean, again, like Joe always said, like sometimes you get bands where it's like getting blood out of a stone. Yeah. You go on dates and it's like getting blood out of a stone. Do you and just like, stick around or do you go? This is no good. I think, again, it's like you, you give them the benefit of the doubt for a bit and then if you're like, oh, this is just not going to work, you just sort of just, in my opinion, I'm still at a pub. Like, I've usually picked the venue. It's a pub I like. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just, I, I'm you, enjoying the Would you the ever pub. acknowledge it? Like, I don't think this is happening, is it? It's happened a couple of times, yeah. It's happened both both sides where the girls are not felt and I was not felt. And I think that's I would imagine I think the honesty is quite refreshing, to be honest. Yeah, and maybe even uh, re- relieving, take the pressure off, and now you maybe you can form a connection. Yeah, now you can just be mates. You know it's not I mean? this romantic thing. I think that's that's good. But even if you go, oh, it's not, and then and then everyone's like, oh, well, it's not going to happen. Then you can, it's disarming. Yeah, and now you can make a romantic. It connection. can, 
But the the that's a double edged sword yeah. because it can also be that that person thought there was a connection and you've just oh, gone God. no and you've gone and they've gone oh I thought we were getting on really well and you've gone nah Has it's not happened? really is it um, yeah it's <laughs> happened in the past it's happened in the past I've been dating that much recently sort of a well, it's not been legal to it's not been legal to uh, spite my Hancock oh yeah we should mention that yeah exactly that's do you see the way he kisses oh. Horrible. Reptilian. He does. Someone put a tweet. He kisses like a sim. He kisses like yeah, sims. Yeah, do. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you see uh, Boris's wanting to claim it? He's like, yeah, yeah. I sacked, I sacked the cunt. Like, oh, is he, it? Yeah, I thought yeah. he meant claim that he set them up. Like, <laughs> he loves an affair. He's like, go on, mate. I'm Cupid. Yeah. No, yeah. He's he's like he's claiming that he he sacked him. He's like trying to take because no, Boris glory doesn't for it. sack anyone. He makes them because he he's so afraid. Like, and who also like. Why is someone leaked this now? That's what you got to think about. Oh. What are they not wanting us to pay attention to? A little conspiratorial. To? It's politics, mate. We all know what if they're doing. If there's a big thing in the news, it's a bait and switch. It's a little smoke and mirrors. Yeah, because this is all anyone's talking about. And is anyone actually talking about what's going on? The fact... It's like, oh, you've had to delay that um, Freedom Day, haven't you? Like, what are you going to do with that? Okay, like, oh, well, everyone's going to be really annoyed at us for oh, delaying so, that. So we'll they stick just... stick this up. They've sort of used him as a... Uh, Bit of a Sacrificial scapegoat, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Have some of that. Yeah. This weird, weird it, idiot yeah, doing Sims kissing. Oh, he's, the way he grabbed her ass. The way he grabbed her he ass. He's such a creepy guy. Oh man, imagine looking at waking up next to him. Yeah. Coffee, dear. You'd oh. be like, oh no, your insides would just crawl out. That's of you. the fear I have with um, if I'm if I was to go on dates, I'd be like, what if I'm just Matt Hancock though. Yeah, that's that's my worry. Like, you know what, what I mean? if I'm creeping someone out? Yeah, like because that could happen. And they won't. They won't be like you're creeping me out, bro. They'll just share it in the WhatsApp after they leave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All their mates will be like, ha 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 ha! I can't believe that. Well, this is what I was gonna say about dating. It's like I think you can go into it with such high expectations. Be like, especially if people do like online dating. I've had mates that have been like, oh, like, look at this, look at her profile. She's brilliant. She's so pretty. She does this, this, and this. And you're going in too high, man. You just go in and be like, I just want a nice chat. And then it don't really matter because let's be honest, the first few dates going with someone, oh shit, they can be shit. You can have yeah. some really good ones. Like the one that you really like, you will have a great time with. But other than that, like just, just enjoy. I think people put too much pressure on it. Mm. I think you should just be like, they might be good, they might be not. And and play, then, play the odds. Play the odds. Like have just go for a couple of pints. I don't like these people that do tactic things. And you can tell like, like being like, should we just do a coffee at like midday? That's like, what, is, what does that mean? That sort of means they're not sure about you. And they also, especially if they do it somewhere that's like not close to where they clearly live. Because yeah. they've been like, I don't want them to know where I live. Mm. I, I'm doing this on my lunch break. So I've got a, a, like a finite amount of time. I've out. Yeah. I, oh, I've got to go to lunch. I've got to go to this. Like, you can know a date's going bad when, when it's in like, when a friend rings and they have to go. Because <laughs> like, at no point, like if I'm, if I was having a good time on a date and my friend rang me up and was like, oh man, you're coming to this. I'd be like, I'm, I'm on a date. Like, you just tell him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, like that is, I've, I've had that where I've just hung about with, like, um, the person dates, like, all of her mates. Yeah. And it's been great. I think that's a, a good day is, like... He's a good test. I think yeah. that's... But then, then the worry with that is you're, you're suddenly, like, invested in their group. Mm. And that's... A, then, then to get yourself out of that, you sort of, like... But you feel like you're, you're breaking up with them I all. I think to test relationship compatibility... You could be having great chemistry and just be great together, but it's like, can can you be part of my life though? Yeah. Can you, can you be coming out to birthday parties with these people that I love and spend a lot of time with? It's tricky, isn't it? Because yeah. have you ever had it where you really like someone, but you 
you hate their mates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you're like, you're very different from your mate. That one, that's the sign of that. Do you know when someone goes, you're quite, quite different from your mates? That what means that mean? they don't like, they don't like yeah. your friends. Like clearly, yeah, yeah. you're so you're so different. Like I don't, I wouldn't put you with them. Yeah. Oh, oh, you knew them from school. Oh, that, oh, that's why. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So you've matured and they're and they're still okay. Sure. Okay, right. Because one of them has a knife, and just just want to let you know. Like I, I'm bleeding heavily right now. So yeah, it, it's a strange one. It's a strange one. It's, it it can be a lot of fun and it cannot be. But yeah, I do think interviewing and dating. That was a long tangent, wasn't it? Interviewing and dating is very similar. Oh, this is the topic. This yeah. is our the P ship. Sales. The P-ship sales. Oh, full steam ahead. I've had um, girls, because I, I used to not be, uh, well, I'm not fully, fully enlightened now, but definitely treated girlfriends a lot worse oh, yeah, mate. in the past. Well, you know what? I'm not proud of it. As long as you've learned from it, I think that's the thing. 100%. That's the problem. That's my problem with cancel culture, man. Oh, yeah? No room to allow people to grow. Yeah, I think it's so, like, I do think there's certain things you should know not to say. And I think especially if you're in your position of power, which is like you're a celeb or things like that, or even like like me on the radio, I'd say like I'm, I'm not in a massive position of power, but I'm, I'm even like if I'm going to, what I say could influence someone. Yeah. So I have to make sure it's something I genuinely believe in and get behind. Yeah. So I think, but I also think like I can say something off the cuff and not mean it that way. And then if someone wanted to take it badly, they could. And you can take things out of context and things like that. So I feel like with cancel culture, it's too, like, you're done. If someone says, like, you point, it's like, this happened to me on the radio. So I, Violet Grohl is Dave Grohl's daughter. But I, I, I refer to them as she. Right. But Violet Grohl uses them pronouns. Sure. Them and they. I didn't realise at the time. Yeah. Someone tweeted in being like, that's really bothered me that you've referred to them as a she when it should be they. And... And I, I held my hands up, I tweeted back to them, I just went, I'm really sorry. Like, yeah. is this sort of, what, what are their enough, pronouns? And then like mistake. Yeah. Just maybe you could be accused of careless, you know, haven't researched what everyone's favourite pronouns. Yeah. That, that's all you could be accused of, And really. it's tricky, but then, because society in a way needs to catch up to that. Yeah. And it's not quite got there. Because like, in all the articles, it was like, Violet Girls, it's Violet Girls, Dave Girls' daughter. That's what, to even find Violet's name was quite yeah. difficult. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Dave Girls' daughter. That, well, that, I mean... Is that not confusing? Because the the pronoun because you've got you've gendered yeah, her. Yeah, that's saying, the thing. She has been gendered because she's been referred to as daughter. So yeah. I don't. That's what again. There needs to be a word for that. I guess you could just say child. Child. Kid. Yeah, and but that's because of because they've been gendered in the article. Yeah, I'd assumed, and maybe I shouldn't have. But then I think you can just literally. And then that person was like, "Thanks for getting back to me. This made me feel a lot better. Good." I think they were looking for uh, to be cross. Some people can. Because all you would do is go, oh, yeah, by the way, just do your research, did, did it, but not just like, can't believe you've done that. Yeah, I this th was a clear attack. I know. And I think that's what I mean with the cancer culture thing is that people are too quick to, to jump in with blame. And then you need to also put yourself in other people's perspectives Yeah, where you're going like, like there's cultural differences. There's age differences. People are born in different times. And I think, feel like if you just go in with like a positive attitude and you go like, look. You may have offended someone here. Yeah. This is why. I'm sure you can understand it. Then everyone would be like, oh, like no one wants to be a dick. Yeah. Like you, you just don't. So if you can just go in and, and explain things in a positive and clear way, it'll make everyone feel a lot better. And that's how you educate. I think that's, that should be at the forefront. Instead of this cancel culture, it should be like, look, forgiveness is such a, I know it's a hard thing to do, especially if you're at the other end of like it. And especially 
with these like transgender things and these different pronouns, like you've probably been the target of some abuse at some point and that's not fair. But if you can then, despite all that, understand the pain you felt can still be compassionate to people, that's a better message. Very eloquently put, mm, man. I try. I th yeah, I think there's a little, I mean, what's the end goal if you just cancel every, you know, just like mm. bang, 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 no platform for you, fuck you. We're not even going to give you an opportunity to understand, grow, apologise, be forgiven, just... Yeah. The compassion, like you like you say, would lead to understanding and, and sort of trying to help everyone. Like, that's the utopian idea, right, isn't it? Like, yeah. Let's all, let's all go together, not fuck you, fuck you, fuck... And it's, no we, one's going to survive. The basis of this, especially with, like, I feel like with these um, pronouns and things that are coming in, is that people are afraid of change. People just don't want to. And because it is, it's a... In a way, it's, it's your lexicon. It's mm -hmm. the way you're speaking. So it is quite jarring to turn from referring to someone as a, as a she or a he, yeah. to saying a they, them, because it doesn't fit as naturally into the sentences that you're used to and have been speaking all your life. Yeah. So that's why quite often it comes from this, like, I don't want change. It's too much effort for me. Um, but yeah, I think if you just, it's just a thing, it's just a little, a little bit on your part just to go, even like, like I've got a friend who wants to be referred to as they, them, and used to be referred to as she, her. Yeah. And I've accidentally gone, um, even just in passing, like... Um, yeah, just slipped up. Just slipped up. They forgive thing. you for it, though. And they they sort of turned to me and went, like that, and I was like, I'm so sorry they're them. And yeah. then that's fine. I think as long as you're putting that effort in, yeah, you can do it. My little sister is trans, and yeah. it took a long time for us to, uh, even as a family, because obviously we've known her growing up, yeah. um, to flip the pronouns there and I think she's she's very understanding when someone um, now gets that wrong or assumes because I think she recognises through empathy, through compassion, she's mm. like, oh, even though it's upsetting to me to remind to be reminded of it, I'm like, oh, I wish, you know, I'm sure she's like, oh, I just wish that I was passing for the gender that I'm identifying as yeah, and, yeah. and that people would sit because then that would, I'd be like, oh, now I finally look how I want to, be looking yeah. but she she gets that you know people aren't being vindictive when they look at her and your brain's going oh this lots of these traits are most typically have been associated with males yes do you know what i mean well it's 100 percent that way and I, I think i think it's nice that she knows to like give people a chance as well yeah. like like i think that's the way people react better to that as well yeah then you suddenly then the next time you 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 meet her you remember because she was nice about it yeah um, and I think as well, like... Yeah, you're hurting I, the cause if you get mad. Exactly, People yeah. People go, oh, you can't even say anything anymore. Yeah. and then you get all these, like... Because I do uh, bits of, like, very amateur stand-up comedy. And you get all these people being like, cancel, cancel you shouldn't have cancel culture. You see it all in the headlines, all these older comedians being like, you can't have cancel culture, we now, then we can't say anything. Yeah. It's being like, but that's it's always been the case that you can't say certain things. And if you do, then you're that sort of comedian. And, like, you've got to take... Like, if you say something that's offensive, you've got to sort of do it and like I do think on stage as well you're a persona and so like if you're going down that way it's like the stuff that Frankie Ball says he's, he's not like got like he's making a joke on it he's taking a take on it so and like we know that and he plays that sort of character yeah when you listen to him actually off mic and like doing articles he's and stuff super, super lefty progressive yeah and very sensitive but he just likes to I think you have to be in order to make the jokes that he makes if yeah. it comes from a place a different place. If it you came can from hate, it, it yeah. wouldn't be funny. Yeah. But if it comes from a place where he's acknowledged it and seen the angles, that's what makes it funny. 
Yeah. 100%. And the other thing is, is that I call everyone mate. And I'm very aware that, like, I call all genders mate. Yeah. They, thems, she, hers. And I think that should be a more... People should acknowledge that mate is a yeah. genderless, yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think more so in the north. I think it's, down south... It's difficult, though, because I've had this exact same thing with that exact same word at, say, a party. So my hmm. sister knocks about... I don't don't know why a bunch of her mates tend to be trans. Maybe maybe they're all just like, oh, well, we've we're all, all got similar life experiences. Let's all hang out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe it's just a support at, network. The meetings, I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> so there's been, you know, you'll go, you're like, oh, excuse me, mate. And it's... And then people can get upset by it, just like, oh, because that's... T- it's associated with male, it is. But, but I'm hoping that, like... It's so sort of I use it when I forget people's names. Yeah, true. Like, what? And there isn't... Is there another one that you could use? There's not a genderless friend. one. Like, yeah, hey, friend. Hey, pal. Human. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you just what? call everyone humans. And it's. I think it's good because it isn't just a binary of what pronouns they could want to go by or what no. gender they might uh, it's, it's, you know I, I mean? think it's just a friendly greeting for someone so I want to put this out there on the podcast mate is genderless mm-hmm. and we should just because that'll make it so much easier for everyone yeah that's that's what I want and then if you just learn someone's name afterwards like also like can we stop it where do you know people get to the point where they're like <laughs> you've met someone three times you're like I can't ask them the name now no ask them their fucking name just go what is your name what is your name because I'm thick I, like I acknowledge I'm thick I'm an optimist I'm thick that's why I was late I was an hour late to here because I put <laughs> one address in and I just went yeah that'll be it you've done you've, drove, this is a favour that you came man you don't have to apologise mate it's just like that's my problem I, like, I think the more optimistic you are the later you are to things I'm very much like that because like I'll check how long it takes to get somewhere I'll go it's just half an hour on the sat nav or whatever and I'll go well it'll take half I, I walk quicker than the sat nav, so I can set off five minutes later. Yeah. Because I'm an optimist, and I, and I assume nothing will get in my way. Yeah. Whereas a pessimist will go, well, I better set off a little bit earlier to make sure that I'm, I reach the time. But that that's my problem. Oh, yeah, I'm brutally pessimistic. Are you? Yeah, yeah. So are you? Are you usually quite early to things? Then? Yeah. See, time. I think that's it. I think it's your mindset that's, that that's what makes you either a late person. Or an early person. Are you the guy that's, you know, people are like, where are you? You're like, I'm just putting my shoes on, but you're like in the bath. No, I'm very honest about it. Okay. I'm, I'm very much like, I haven't set off yet. This has happened. Or this. I'm quite easily distracted. That's my problem. Yeah. And I, I book a lot of things in in one day and I'll go, that'll be fine. Again, the optimism of yeah. me. I'll be like, that'll be fine. I can get it all done. Then the day comes along and I go, oh, fucking hell. Like, what the fuck have I done with my day here? And I'm rushing around. So like... Yeah, I, it's the optimist. I think optimists are later people, so forgive them because they'll make you happy event by eventually after you got over the thought of them being late. We'll dispense you some joy. Yeah, but I do feel bad because I know what it's like on the other end where you're sort of, yes, joy dispenser, uh, when you sat waiting for someone, like yeah. especially at a bar, and you're like... Oh, I look like such a dweeb. To be honest, I had a good time waiting at the window. Oh, that's right. Like a lost child. Yeah, I was like watching people go past. I was like, this is like free TV. This this is pretty cool. I miss people watching, man. So I used to do a lot of my work and my writing in like coffee shops. Because you'd sit there, I'd buy, I used to use chains because I didn't like hogging the Wi-Fi of like independent ones. I felt that wasn't fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you sit in like a chain and I always just sit by the window and just stare at people. Constant stimulus. Yeah, that's what I need. Because, like, if I'm in the same room, I can't, like, I find that creative ideas 
don't work. I need to either be moving. Running's great for it. Oh, mate. All the happy hormones are flowing. There's things coming past you, coming into existence. Honestly, man, running got me through. So I've always liked running. Then in lockdown, like, you know, when we can only go out for like an hour a day. Yeah. And I was like, how far can I run in an hour? It was literally how I started. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. So I kept trying to run a little bit further each hour. And then now I just run for an hour every day. Because I'm like, this sorts my brain out. Like, yeah. if I have to like move things around to fit it in. I, and I, I see your stories. You're going at a fair clip as well. Oh, I run faster on the stories on Instagram. Oh, do you go, okay, let's go. go. <laughs> yeah. Then this, like two seconds later, it's me just going, <laughs> side of the road. Um, That's good. But yeah, man, I, I do think that. Like, any, often like people like chat to me, like, how do you come up with ideas? Or like, what do you do for this? Like, how, how, do, how have you sorted out like your mental health? And like, how have you coped with stuff? And I've gone, the running. Like, it sounds really simple. But literally like, you know what it's like? You go out. And there's things on your mind and stuff like that. And then by the time you've done that run, because eventually the things that are still on your mind from like the first 10 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. And then you kind of drown them out through the exercise. And then yeah. you either get into a rhythm of something or what you're listening to. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts when I run as well as music. And like I'm sucked into that and that's all I'm focusing on. And suddenly everything kind of sets into place by the time you come back. And then my ideas are better. I'm more on it. Yeah, you think faster. Yeah. It's one of the th- one of the things that I tell people like if they if you're it's the hardest thing to do when you're feeling low to drag yourself out and do it 100% but that change just just even like 15 minutes that that push it's the best thing that's a good takeaway for everyone man mm. I'll I'll have to be the pessimist for you here <laughs> and grant you leave so that you can get to your next gig get on time get to my gig but mate I'm going to make you late. Oh, mate, I could have chatted for hours. That's the problem. No, it's been great, man. Oh, mate. Um, I appreciate you coming doing well, it. Well, cheers for having me. Um, let's direct people over to uh, your socials, Insta and Twitter. Uh, at Jack and Wood. That's J-A-C-K. Jack and A-N-D. Uh, W-O-O-D. And uh, that's on Instagram, Twitter um, and TikTok, if you dare. Oh, TikTok as well. I'm one of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, watch out for Jack's going to be on Scruff. Uh, on on Twitch, mm-hmm. so go and find just Scruff of the Neck. Scruff of the Neck TV TV on Twitch. Give that a subscribe. Give that a like. You know we want them. Um, yeah, so we'll be working on that together for the rest of the year. Exactly, that's going to be delightful. Um, yeah, thanks for everyone for checking out the episode. And uh, there's 91 other ones if you like this one. Go and seek them all out YouTube and Spotify and all that. Peace. But for watching this long, I just want to say you are beautiful. <laughs>